Good evening and welcome to the uh, service tonight. Uh, things are a little bit different this evening. Our tech man is uh, Mark Skruzinski is not feeling well and so pray for him um, tonight and uh, pray that God will just be with him and watch over him, Kayleen, the kids. And so we, he does a good job each week of uh, filming this, live streaming this, but we're going to do something a little different tonight, kind of like Brother Mike does in chapel. And, uh, and so let's just begin with a word of prayer and just ask God's blessing. Then Mike's going to give us some announcements, go over some of the other prayer requests, and we'll have a prayer time, just like we normally do on Wednesday night. And then uh, um, we'll have our Bible study. But it's great to see you. Thankful for each one of you joining us tonight. And uh, we look forward just to what God has for us as we look into his word. Thankful for the word of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you now for this time. Lord, we do pray for Brother Mark especially, Lord. Uh, just watch over him at this time. Give uh, wisdom to those caring for him. And God, uh, we just pray you'll pinpoint exactly uh, what's uh, ailing him at this time. Be with Kayleen, their family. And Lord, uh, just bless each one. Thank you for this time where we can gather uh, here in the in the church auditorium. Lord, we're not we're not gathering together in physically, but spiritually. And uh, God, with great purpose and great passion, Lord, we look to you. We just pray you'll bless our time now, as we have some prayer requests and as we look into your word. May Jesus be glorified. And may the body of Christ be encouraged. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you. And again, glad that you are here with us. Hope that you were able to join in a little bit earlier. Thankful for the Ninos and the family trivia night. Hopefully, I know last time there was a little bit of controversy surrounding that. So hopefully not as much controversy this time. And I was excited. I saw that my family won a gift card. So that's always mm. exciting there. They have not given it to me yet, but hopefully we will get that soon. But I'm glad that you guys are here with us tonight. And as Pastor said, a few announcements that we have. want to encourage you to teenagers tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, be a part of our Zoom youth group meeting. We're going to have with us our missionary to Peru, Mitchell McCormack. He will be speaking to us and giving us sort of an update there. And I want to encourage you again to be a part of that service. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have our regular service, and afterwards we're going to have about 20 minutes of uh, just teen hangout. And what that's going to be is just uh, giving you guys an opportunity just to talk to each other and uh, to spend some time with each other there. But again, that's going to be tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. If you have not connected with us on one of those yet, please do let me know, and we will make sure to uh, give that information to you so that you can join us on Thursday. And then also, make sure to send in your video teens of uh, the trick shot and so that we can uh, mm. make sure that we they, they are pastor throwing a piece of toast into the toaster from mm. the, the distance does not matter and I I've accomplished this I can say this if you and I were competing you would be toast I can tell you that Go ahead and continue. Thank you for that. You uh, uh, continuing on uh, from that, but do send in your video uh, to me. That way we can get that on there and uh, you can be set up tomorrow. Then want to encourage the guys. Saturday is our typical men's prayer breakfast, which of course we cannot do this month. But what we want to do is to spend some prayer time together. And so what we're going to have is a Zoom prayer time. And that's going to be at 9 a.m. this Saturday. And this is for all guys. If you 
already go to the men's prayer breakfast or if you've never been to the men's prayer breakfast, this is an opportunity for us as guys to get together and to pray. This will be through Zoom, so if you are not connected on that yet, uh, please give this office a call tomorrow and we'll make sure to, uh, to walk you through how to get everything set up there. But we're looking forward to just spending some time in prayer as the men of this church as we just seek God's help and direction during this time. And then, of course, want to encourage you, Sunday, always a great day. And uh, looking forward to a pastor preaching for us. And kids, make sure to uh, jump on at 10 a.m. as uh, LJ will be posting the Kids Church, the Adventure Kids time there. Want to make sure to be a part of that. And then look forward to pastor's message at 10.30. So a lot going on here. I know that we're not physically able to be together, but glad that we still have many different er uh, ways that we can get together. Mm -hmm. And as pastor mentioned, want to take some time for some prayer requests. And tonight, maybe you have uh, a prayer request. We won't necessarily be able to mention that here uh, the way we are set up tonight, but maybe you could just put that in the comments and then everybody else will get to see it and we'll be able to pray for each other. want to make sure to keep going to God with our request and uh, just, just wanted to continue to pray for the Nieder family. As uh, last week, I know a, a family we've been praying for and a little Micah there as he passed away last week and the funeral was on Saturday. And just continue to pray for that family and lift them up uh, to God, uh, Daniel and Megan there, and then just the entire family. We want to pray for them. And then we want to pray for just those in our area. Uh, affected by this. Also want to pray for nurses, doctors, all of them that are, are out there protecting us every single day. Pray for our missionaries. Uh, we want to want to lift them up. Some of them, um, we, we had an update from one of our missionaries, the Strother family in the United Kingdom there, and he was just going through how they are on lockdown there and how they typically are able, they usually are in a school and will have their church services there and of course they're not able to now. So so pray for those, those missionaries that are on the field right now as I would say almost all of them are going through the exact same thing we are as far as being on lockdown there and pray that God would just strengthen and encourage them and uh, just uh, financially continue to, uh, to be with them. And then we just, again want to pray for our church family. It, it's so great to be a part of a church family and to have people to pray for us, to come and help us if there is a need. You know, Pastor, one of the cool things that I, I, I've maybe had the opportunity to call some people, there's been some people I've called asking them if they needed anything, and they've said that church members already reached out to them and, and helped them with that. And that, that's just exciting to see, is that we're just coming just alongside each other and helping each other during this time. So again, if you do have a need though, let us know, and please do put that in the prayer request so that we can pray for you and with you about the different requests that you might have. And so what we're gonna do at this time is like we typically do on a Wednesday night. We just wanna spend a little bit of time in prayer and a seeking God's face and direction for this. So let's go ahead and you guys pray there at your house and we'll pray here. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord and word prayer. Dear God, I thank for today. God, I thank you for all that you do. I thank you that you are in control. And even as we see things and we, we see things that we thought we were in control of and now realize we had no control, but you have not lost any control. And I pray that we would just turn to you during this time. We need you as we've always needed you. But I pray, especially right now, you would just help us to understand how important you are in our lives. We do pray that you would be with the Nieder family. Help them, God, as they are going through this time. I pray that you would just be with the entire family and just strengthen and encourage them. I do pray that you would be with our, our missionaries around the world right now. And thank you for letting us partner together with them 
but we pray that you would encourage them as they are going through a very different time for, for themselves away from family in many cases. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you would just encourage and strengthen them as they are there. Continue to just help them financially. And God, we pray that even during this time, that they would be able to see souls saved through the ministries that you're giving them, as many of them doing the exact same thing, going to live stream there. I do pray that you would just be with those first responders, nurses, doctors in this area and really around the country and around the world that are so bravely out there trying to protect people. And God, I pray that you'd help them. Many nurses uh, in, that are members of our church, and we pray that you would be with all of them. We do pray that you would be with the request for salvation. There are so many people that right now are searching for answers, and we know that the only true answer is, is you and your son, Jesus Christ. Mm. I pray, God, that those that we've been praying for on our prayer request list, and even those that haven't been mentioned, but those that are seeking the truth, give us opportunity to share the truth with them. And we pray that through this very negative thing that is happening, that we'd be able to see many, many souls saved. God, we pray for just the members of our church. We do pray you be with, with Mark and help him with, with his, his sickness right now. And we pray for just, just many other people going through uh, different illnesses. Uh, we pray that you would just be with them. I pray for the many in our church family, many ladies that, that are pregnant. I pray that you would just continue to, uh, to be with them and with the baby. I thank you for, uh, for Brandon and Erica and the safe delivery of uh, little William there. We thank you for that. And I pray that you continue to be with them and little William there and just help them. And God, we pray for tonight. I pray that you would just help in every aspect of this service. I pray that you be a pastor. I thank you for, for the pastor you've given us here at this church. And I pray that you give us ears to hear the message that you have given him for us tonight. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mike. And thank you all of you for joining us by way of Facebook this evening. And for those of you that have faithfully uh, participated uh, you know, throughout the weeks, I think we're at day 36 now of the, uh, being quarantined. And I was thinking about the fact that, you know, you and I, by the grace of God, um, through the word of God, uh, we're much more prepared for something like this than a non-Christian. Because we know, we know the Lord, we know that we're saved. We know that Jesus did come to this earth, lived the perfect life, died upon the cross, rose again the third day. He's provided eternal life for us. Uh, we've said it often, probably every service, you know, we take our, when we die, we'll never really die. We'll take our last breath here, our first breath in heaven. So we don't fear death. Um, we, we don't like to think about it because it's separation from our families and our loved ones and and yet the grace of God is always there. It helps us. It's, it's never easy, as I said, but God's there with us. He helps us. He watches over us, over us. And we know that through the Bible. And so you know that from the word of God. And think about all of the, think about what, what God has done for you. Think about when you were saved. You were born into the family of God. Think about when you got that assurance of eternal life. And you know that you're going to go to heaven. And so you got that assurance. For me, it was March 12, 1972. I was born into the family of God. I've known since then that I'm on my way to heaven. And really, I've just been preparing to meet Jesus. 
And you know, we all, you know, we go on trips, we do different things, but really, uh, we get prepared to go somewhere. Um, when we went to Israel, we, I prepared a long time for that, tried to get physically able a little bit better to, to endure the, the 10 days of you know, sightseeing and trying to keep up with the crowd, because it's a, quite a, a moving experience in many ways. And, um, and yet, we're preparing, we're getting prepared to meet Jesus, and we're preparing others to meet him. And we want to be found faithful uh, in our life. Um, as we do this, uh, this great work of the church and living for God. And so we have, we have a great purpose. Um, and God, we know God has a plan for us. And so as we go through this COVID-19 situation and the pandemic across the world, as believers, we're out in front. We know God's will. We know, what, we know that Jesus Christ is coming again. And so, man, we have faith. Our faith is strong. And it's so neat because this is when we, we demonstrate it. Um, when, you're, when you're at home at night, at the end of the day, after you've got, fulfilled your daily responsibilities, and you sit down and you think about it and you have spent time in the Word, you just know God's going to take care of you. And God has a plan for you. And um, we, we had a, a call... Uh, conference call with many pastors from California on uh, on Monday as I listened in to uh, to the pastors talking about it Dr. David Gibbs was was there on uh, on this conference call we talked about uh, going back to church getting back into the services here and how it's going to probably go in stages and we're probably going to open up uh, one of these days maybe at first we'll just have a Sunday morning service uh, and the people that are 65 years and up or, or have uh, some type of uh, existing physical challenge that they're going to stay home and we'll start back. We'll come back in. We'll have to disinfect and clean all of the chairs and the pews and, the, and have disinfectant in the bathrooms and people go to the restroom. And when you come in, you'll have to wear a mask um, for a time probably because the, this pandemic's not going to end anytime soon. The coronavirus is not going away. Um, it's going to be here. And so, but we're going to take every precaution as we get back to church um, to start back and get back rolling. I believe by, the, by September or the end of August, we'll be able to start school here um, and get the school back rolling. But I think over the summer, we're going to probably go in different stages to get back to church and we'll still do the still do the online church services and and uh, still be preaching the gospel that way and it's just neat to me to see how God's used the online uh, ministry because many people are watching matter of fact we had a we had one of our best offerings for a third Sunday in a, in a month uh, or this may be the second or third but it's it's usually not this good we had a great offering this week and we our missions giving was great um, and so people are just giving this church is a strong church you know what I mean by that you're you have a you have a faith in Jesus you have a faith in God you believe the Bible you believe in God's work and uh, and so your faithfulness um, is just uh, been a blessing to my heart as your pastor 
And as I've, I have heard testimonies of other pastors, of other churches here in California and across the country, you know, God is doing a great work and he continues to do so. And this is the thing, God has a special plan for you during, during your life. Because look, you look at your life. I look back at my life, I'm from Hazel Park. I got saved March 12, 1972. Um, it was an area that, you know, a lot of drugs were available, partying and drinking was available. And yet, and I went to Eastern Michigan University, probably a, a place where, you know, there's all kinds of partying going on every night. And God just spared me and watched over me through that. And then I went off to Bible College, Midwestern Baptist College, spent a year there. Went to Eastern Michigan a year, uh, Midwestern Baptist College for a year, and then off to uh, college right outside of Chicago and spent four years there in the brutal cold spending two years on the bus ministry there i mean mike it was cold there boy it was that uh, those sunday mornings going to start those buses and uh, we'd go to the bus lot the church that i was a part of ran like 200 buses and they would give you a bus, different bus well, sometimes you got the same bus but many times you got a different bus and it'd just be a pile of junk and we just have to get in it and try to start it and get it going and and we we got to the bus barn at five in the morning on Sunday mornings, and it was cold, and it was, and, and the, the heat didn't work on those buses. It's a, it's a miracle that we were able to do what we did. Only God could, only God could do work through that, <laughs> through that ministry and those those bus kids and and uh, seeing uh, uh, and watching over us and keeping us safe as we did the work. But you know, I went there, and it was just great. I mean, it was hard. It was hard because it was a lot of work and there was a lot of rules and a lot of just uh, they controlled pretty much it was like being in the military but God was molding me and helping me um, to become who he wanted me to be and and uh, getting me ready for the plan and I met Becky there uh, in my junior year and uh, we met and got married we had one more year year and a half left and then off we went, just serving God. Going to Seattle, Washington first, then uh, back to Atlanta. We went to Atlanta, Georgia for eight years, up to Michigan for six years. Uh, went back to Seattle for three years. Um, and, and every move though, I could see the hand of God. I could see God moving. And then we went, we went to Seattle, went back to Michigan and pastored the Houghton Lake Baptist Church. And, uh, doing and just doing God's work there uh, not far from where Phil Nieder is now our former staff member and uh, just people up there it's cold and it's just cold and cold that's all I can say and gray now it's pretty about there's pretty about two months out of the year I'll, I'll tell you that much but during those two months Mike the, the mosquitoes are bigger than blackbirds you know what I'm saying they carry you around takes a few of them to carry you but uh, they got the teenagers uh, this summer <laughs> you know and so the, when it's nice there you got mosquitoes at night um, but uh, by God's grace we were there for five years and then he led us here to Mountain Avenue Baptist been here 16 years now 16 years preaching the gospel 16 years just sowing the seed and I thought about this Mike and those of you listening all the all the gospel tracts that have been passed out 
by the staff, by the, by the people of Mountain Avenue. All of, the, all of those gospel tracts, all the messages from Vacation Bible School that kids have heard for 16 years. So if they were a high schooler, uh, and that if they were if they were 16 years old, 16 years, they're 32 now. They're young adults. And uh, by the way, we had one of our former graduates stop by uh, and give the school a gift for $1,200 uh, this week. Uh, another family came by this week and gave $11,000 to the school to help the school out. And uh, just, you know, just trying to be a blessing and you know God provides and God takes care this is his work and how do people like that in a time like this uh, get touched by God and have that you know to come and give because it's God's work and uh, and so God was moving in my life and and directing me here to Mountain Avenue Baptist and I've thought often and I mentioned this often before this before the coronavirus hit, we've talked about Vision 2020. We've talked about God first during this new year. And we talked about all the people moving here. And they're still constructing, you know, they're building and uh, paving the road and putting in, widening the road down here on Wilson. And they're, they're getting ready for the traffic that's gonna come. It's coming. I finally figured out where the, that other housing development's gonna be on the other side of the expressway. It's not far from here. It's five minutes from here. You just go right under, go down to Sunset here and uh, go under the expressway and they're gonna build 3,000 homes there. Those are people coming to Banning, California. And that, that's probably gonna start in maybe another year or two, but over the next 10 years, that's gonna happen. And people are coming and they need Jesus. They need him today. And God is, and God is preparing us and when I say that God's going to do a great work you see he's doing that great work in you he's going to do it through you God has a plan for you you are special God has a special plan for you God's gifted you like he's given you gifts to do a work for him and to live a life for him and uh, and so here we are in, in 2020, and we've had some people move from our church, Brother Mike, and you know many families, but God's brought many families in too. And he's bringing some new staff people coming, coming in this, this summer. And, uh, and he's, he's working it all out. And I'm just so excited about it. But the thing about it is this, God is gonna use you in a very special way. He has a plan for you. I think of Mitchell McCormick. Uh, Mitchell, uh, and he will tell you this, back when he was a, a junior in high school, Mitch wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say he's the most spiritual kid. I wouldn't say if you were going to select children at that time, or young people, that were going to do what he's doing, you wouldn't have picked him. But I'm telling you, all the chapel messages, all the special revivals that we have here, and giving away candy so kids will come, and young people will come, I'm telling you. God uses his word. And Mitch McCormick's gonna win hundreds and thousands. Um, I think of LJ, Nino's come up through our church, our school into our church, and God's using him. But he's a product of this place. He's a product of this property. 
and and now God's using him to sow the seed of the Word of God and we had our, our meeting with our elementary staff today and our preschool staff yesterday and they're just all doing such a wonderful job but I know that the the parents are watching the teachers so the Word of God Calvary Christian School is going into the homes of the students the parents are listening what an opportunity to reach those parents with the gospel of Jesus Christ to let them see Christ in our staff it the staff is amazing because God has made them amazing there's nothing amazing about us but the fact that God takes who we are and and he makes us and and uses our our gifts, our, ability, our abilities, our personalities, um, our burdens, our passion. From the three-year-old, Mrs. Bonilla, you know, just loves those three-year-old kids. And Stephanie Wilbur working with her. And uh, up through the preschool. And, and uh, you know, it's just exciting to see God doing a work. And everybody using their gift and ability. I think about Dwayne Carr, pray for Dwayne, as he's going to have surgery in the next couple weeks here, but uh, loves just making the church look nice and works works outside on the grounds. And I appreciate Carl mowing the back the back uh, piece of the property. Or it's a big job out there mowing. Just look, everybody just doing their job and uh, and making things happen and getting people prepared um, for what it, God has for them. But I thought about this today. You are so far out in front because you've been saved. And God has chosen you to do a work. I mean, think about it. When I think about all the people from Hazel Park, and I think about the life that I've enjoyed, man, I've had a great life. I've, I've had a blast serving God. I've seen a lot of great things happen. Not because of me, but I've... I've had some great people in my church. I've had some great Bible teachers in my, that I've pastored. I've had some great soul winners that I've pastored. And, uh, and just people that are prayer warriors and have loved my children and loved my family and, and, uh, and just be able to be a part of what God's doing. It's just so exciting to me. And you know, here we are again, looking at you know 2020 We've got a decade here now to 2030. And just think of what God can do and what he's going to do. And he's already doing it because he's doing it in you. We've been talking about Joseph and uh, there was nobody like Joseph. I mean, God, God, God created and God gave Joseph a family, but God had a plan for Joseph. It says that, and Jacob dwelt in the, in the land of his father, uh, where it was, wherein he was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. So he's 17. He's a, he's a shepherd. He's feeding the flock with his brethren. He's just a normal kid, but he's abnormal because God is going to use him. God has shown, God has gifted him in a special way, and. Uh, um, the Bible says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more, um, 
than all of his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And so Joseph's dad even saw it, just saw something special. And, that, uh, and so he makes him a coat of many colors. Now that coat of many colors symbolizes the fact that Joseph, uh, Joseph was special to his dad. More than likely, Joseph was gonna be the heir to all things. He was gonna be the guy when his father died that was gonna be, he would be the executor probably of the will. I remember years ago when I was just a young guy, my brother Jim, who had a lot of money, has a lot of money, he made me executor to his, to his will. Now, I wanted him to leave me some, but he didn't. But that's a whole other story. But, uh, but he chose me out of all the family, you know, the, to say, hey, Richard, if, when, if I die, I want you to help, you know, be the executor of the will. It was, an, it was an honor for him to do that. And really, if you think about it, church, God has honored all of us. We're all a part of this, the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. You're saved. You're a born-again believer. You know the Bible. You know creation. You know how God created the world. You know it. You know that Jesus is coming back. You know that we're in the science. Listen, you're special. Just like Joseph was special in his family, I got to tell you, you're special in your family. God has gifted you. God's given you knowledge. And God's prepared you for such a time as this. Probably in your neighborhood, you may be the one with the most Bible knowledge. You know, it. You're, you're worried, but you're not fretting. You know? You're not fretting, you're not anxious. You're not having a hard, most likely you're not having a hard time sleeping because you know you have peace in your heart that God is in control and God's gonna, God's gonna take care. Well, Joseph was already special, then he dreams dreams. And he, as he dreams those dreams, the sheep, the, in the one dream, the sheep stand up, and that's just a simply uh, the fact that he was going to take care of, of much and, and be over, oversee much of the, uh, of the goods or, or the food, if you will, and take care of his family. And the second dream, when it talked about the sun, the moon, and the stars, when they, when they make obeisance to him, that's simply talking about he was going to rule over people. I mean, when, when Joseph grows up and he goes, when, when he gets sold as, as a slave and goes into Potiphar's home, listen, he's hanging around people that one day he's going to be their boss. Now he's like a gopher for Potiphar. But God is, God's got a plan for him. And let me tell you something. Sometimes you feel like in a church, when I was younger, Mike, in the church, I just did everything. I swept the floor, I cleaned things. I, I, when I was at Forest Hills Baptist Church, we moved tables back and forth from the church to the school, to the church to the school for events. I'll never forget this one boy, Todd. He, we were sitting, he was sitting in the van, we were driving some tables over from the, church, from the school to the church. And he said, you know, when I graduate from this school, I think I'm going to open up a banquet business. I've moved more banquet tables than anybody in the world. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't mad. He was just, I've I, I learned how to move things, man. We were always on a move. And so sometimes you feel like you're doing this and that, but doing this and that prepares you for that, what God has for you. And so 
Never underestimate the fact while you're doing a, a, your task is meaningless. No, every small task, everything you're doing, God is preparing you for what he has for you, uh, for you to be what he wants you to be. Joseph, uh, though he was a shepherd boy, and he goes out to check on his brothers and so on. Um, he, he looked like his life was meaningless. Then it looked like, man, he's just a spoiled brat. His brothers are mad at him. All Joseph's trying to do is right. All Joseph's trying to do is obey his dad. All Joseph's trying to do is do what he's supposed to do. And you know what? Let me tell you, when you do what you're supposed to do, when you live a godly life, Mike, and strive to live, nobody's perfect, but when you're striving to obey and uh, the authority and be it, whether if you're on the basketball team, you work hard, you come to practice, you're a coachable kid, you know, sometimes people don't like that. Sometimes you're looked at as a nerd or the coach's pet because you work hard, because you practice and you're always working at it and you, you do extra for schoolwork. But, you know, that's, that's, what it, that's what God has placed in people's hearts, the desire to do more, the desire to do more. Oh, Sunday school teacher, that desire you have to do more for God is, is if God's put that in your heart and life. And uh, those kids, and don't give up because, listen, um, um, you know, God, God is at work and he's using you. Teacher, Sunday school teacher, God is at work. He's using you, sowing the seed to those children and, 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 uh, and God and watering that seed and God has given the increase. Oh, let me tell you something. There, you are a special person. And God has a special plan for you, uh, a special purpose for you. Uh, so don't, listen, don't get discouraged. Joseph was one day going to take care of all the resources everywhere and save, save hundreds and thousands of lives. Um, as the stars would stand, that, again, that meant that, that the great rulers would bow down to Joseph. Other than just the Pharaoh, he was, he was in charge. He called the shots. He had all the money. He had all the food. He had all the resources. But to get from here, from this point in our study here, he, he went through a lot. You see, he had, Mike, he had, he, he was special. God had a special plan for him. But also along that, his life, he had special and difficult problems. You never do anything great for God without experiencing great opposition. The devil doesn't want uh, us to move forward. When I say us, when I say the church is going to move forward, that's you. That's you making a decision to live for God. That's you praying. That's you preparing. That's you reading your Bible. That's you giving. This church is going to do a great work. It's that everybody's going to tithe and everybody's going to give. And, uh, and so God has a great, uh, great plan for you. God has made you very special. But along this road, you're going to have difficulties. You're going to have problems. And God was with, was with Joseph no matter the problem. Um, and you see that 
when it, when it comes down to it in Genesis 50, 20, at the end when, when Joseph's father now has died and his brethren are worried about the fact that he's going he's gonna to kill them all because they sold him in as a slave. They, just, they ruined his life, supposedly. But Joseph knew. Joseph always dreamed, always knew that his dream would come to pass. He didn't understand it all, but he always had faith in God. And God was always with him. And that's what he said uh, in Genesis 50, 20. He said, but, but as for you, ye thought evil to do against me. That's talking to his brethren. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Oh, you sold me as a slave, but God meant it for good. And Mike, we get that same, we get the same truth from uh, eight, Romans eight twenty eight, And we know all things work together for good. For those that love God and those that are called according to his purpose. God will work it all together for good. Now things aren't always good. There are things in our lives that aren't good that, that happen. But God will work it together for good because he loves us. And you have to realize God is always guiding you. God is always guiding you. He's the one. Now he uses an under shepherd, the pastor and we have staff people here and we have Sunday school teachers and, and they teach you the word young people and, and the children's ministry, uh, our children's pastor, Brother LJ, he teaches the Bible and we have, uh, we have other uh, teachers here. Mr. S teaches the Sunday school. We have uh, uh, Jesse leading our worship in the choir and Laura at the piano and we have people just uh, doing a work and, and, and worshiping God. And, and, and doing and, and using different personalities. But God is always with you. God is the one that takes care of you. God is the one that blesses you. When you lay your pillow, lay your pillow, no, lay your head on your pillow. You know what? I just want to smack you with a pillow just now. I don't know why. Forgive me. Forgive me, folks. Um, it's, he made me make that mistake. Thank you for sitting here. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Do you know that God, that God takes care of you? Your steps, you know, and he delighteth in his way, you know, and uh, how wonderful it is. God is always guiding you, and he's always guarding you. He takes care of you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's watching over you. During this coronavirus, he's watching over you. Oh, do what you need to do. Uh, Brother Mike, I got a new mask because I wanted to just look cool. Now, I got the coolest looking mask. You, you can, I can't breathe, though. Do you have it now? No, I don't have it with me. I'm not wearing it right now. But I have this mask. I mean, it's cool. I bought it from the kid over at the Shell Station. Now, I hope it wasn't, I hope it was okay. But I wore, I, this mask looks so, I can't breathe, though. It's so tight. You know, I, you know, but I just look cool in this mask. I don't even know why I mentioned that mask or you know, right now. I don't know. But um, guard you. He's guarding me. Okay. He, well, he's, yeah, he's guarding you for the coronavirus. We do what we can. You need to wash your hands. You need to be careful. Observe the six six foot rule when you're in the store. Um, wash wash your hands when you leave the store, and do everything you need to do. But God's watching over you. God's going to take care of you. God blesses you. 
He's right there with you. And he loves you. And so he's always there to take care of you. He watches over. He guards you. And then he's, he's gauging your life. He's measuring our growth. You know, um, God is more concerned. But how we, we, we react uh, in our lives than what we really face. He wants us to go with confidence. He wants us to have confidence. He wants us to live our lives and have the abundant life and have the peace that passeth all understanding because it's there. You can have it. And God wants you to have it. Um, the Bible says in Psalm 105, verse 17 through 19, he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time came where his word came and the word of the Lord tried him. So the God was trying Joseph in every step along the way. But God was with him. God watched over him. And God is always, and I don't like this, and I don't know anybody that does, but God's always growing you. And growing you comes through growing pains. Um, you know, you know, Michael, you get on that, do you go, you go on the treadmill? I do. Every day. When you go on that treadmill, I want you doing at least an hour a day. Do you do an hour a day on the treadmill? Uh, I do not. I okay, do not. well then you're a sissy. That's what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I apologize. You need to be doing more than, how, how long you go on the treadmill? 40 minutes. 40 minutes? And what you need to do, I, let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. What time do you go in the mor morning? I, I go in the morning around 7 and then at night around 8. 20 and 20. 20 Split and it up. Split it up. 20 and 20. What kind of deal? What kind of... Would Nate be Would Nate be all right with that? No. you got to go 40 minutes straight. But I'll tell you what. I'll come over and I'll get on your back for 20 minutes. And you carry me on your back. That'll be a workout. Treadmill okay. has a limit. You're mean. Okay. Then, then I'm saying combined. Combined. Hey, if I'm talking to anybody out of the deacons and so on, let's remove him from this program. But... Um, now you got me off. You got me off track here. Oh, God's always growing you, and you can't you can't work out. I know Mike. He works out. I'm glad he does. But you have to experience some pain. You know, you've got to experience some pain if you're gonna. You know, you've got to run till it hurts. You got to exercise till it hurts a little bit, and really growing for Christ, and living the life. It's always going to hurt a little bit because God's, God's molding us and God is helping us. So, the, yeah, is this coronavirus hurt? Yeah. I mean, the, being quarantined, yeah, it's, it's been hard on all of us. But God's with you, and he's seeing us through, and he's making us strong. He's building our faith. So your faith is being built, and uh, it's so exciting. And so... God has, has created you special. He's got a special work for you, a special plan. There are problems that you're going to face that are unique. Now, this problem's for all of us. But even in the, the, the COVID-19, some of you are maybe going to have your hours cut back at work. Um, some of you are, it's going to affect your work. Some it's going to affect your daily schedule. Some of you have your children at home and you're homeschooling them. And that's stressful. Your life was already stressful. You can't come to church and worship. 
And I love being around church. I, church has been, listen, I've gone to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night for over 40 years. That's been my routine. And so the routine is off. Something's not, something's not right in my life. I've gone to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for over 40 years. Since 1977, I've been doing that. And now I can't go to church. I can't have the church family here. And so all of us are facing different things. But God has a plan. And by the grace of God, we know as we look at uh, Genesis chapter 39, what Joseph had in, uh, in chapter 39 and verse 2, it says this, And the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. It makes me want to cry because I know that God is with you. And I know he's been with me in the, some of the darkest moments. Um, again, in, in verse 1 and 2, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph. And, uh, um, and the Bible says in verse 3, and, saw the, the, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Potiphar saw the Lord's with this young man. And Mike, I'm telling you, other people can tell when, when God's doing a work through somebody. And let me tell you, your neighbors see that God's hand's on you. Your family members that maybe are unsaved, they know you've got something special. And the worst things get in the world right now. And you're just, you're just like rising up. They see your faith. And you're, the Bible says, a living epistle, known and read of all men. But I'm telling you, just like they're reading the Bible more, they're reading you. And they see it. They see it. In, they see God's love in you. They see, they see God's, and, and they see your character. And you're, you're touching many lives, but for the grace of God. And uh, in chapter 39 and verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. He helped him through every problem, every difficulty. He was there. And uh, the Bible says in Acts chapter 7 and verse 9, And the patriarchs moved with envy and sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. And I'm telling you, just like God was with Joseph, he's with you today. Make no mistake about it, you're on a divine assignment. As a mother, as a husband, and a father, you're on a divine assignment. As children growing up, you know, as, as a teenager, to think that you would live through what you're living through right now with this coronavirus and having and being quarantined in America and being where you, you can't go out and go to ball games, to think that you know, you can't go to a baseball game. You can't go to an Angels game or a Dodgers game or the NBA playoffs or not. I'm, Mike, I remember every year at this time, we get towards the end of the school and, you know, we have the NBA playoffs going on. I always enjoyed watching that. I don't particularly like the NBA because I feel like I'm better basketball players than most of mm -hmm. those guys. Makes but sense. And just doesn't, I just waste my time watching them. <laughs> but... Uh, um, you know, I, I always remember at our honor roll banquet, we'd, we'd watch a little bit of that. That's when the championship series was starting. Not this year. Not this year. Things are different. Um, and yet, God is not different. 
Things aren't really different in our lives when it comes to our, our walk with God. And so he's there with us. The Lord is with, was with Joseph and he's with you. He was with him when he was a servant in Potiphar's house. Uh, the Lord was with Joseph when he was seduced and uh, lied about. In uh, chapter 39, verses 7 through 19, Potiphar's wife tried everything in her power to get Joseph to commit adultery, but he didn't. And he fled, and he overcame that temptation. But God was with him. And God was with him, against, with, with him when he was suffering. When he was falsely accused, he's put in prison. He's a prisoner. Potiphar's wife lied about him, and, and as Potiphar believed it, he's thrown into prison. And he's in a dungeon. He's in a dark cave dungeon. But he's, uh, God is with him, and, and the, <laughs> the guy that runs, runs the, the jail, what's the, the warden? He makes him in charge of the jail, the prison. And uh, God was with him, and God watched over him all the way through. But he, when he suffered, God was there. And let me tell you something. Tonight, things may look a little bleak, but they're not bleak because God is still in control. He's watching over you, and he's going to meet every need in your life. Um, the Bible says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Again, God has a plan. You just keep doing it. Keep reading your Bible, praying. Keep trusting him. Keep working hard and just be a servant. And God will guide you. Teenager, God has a great plan for your life. Young adult, God has a great plan for your life. You know what I thought about for my life? I'm 63 by the mic and just kind of at a crossroad in my life. And, uh, um, and, just, and now this, but my great purpose is pastoring this church and loving this community and loving this country and loving the world through our missionaries and getting the gospel to them and just building relationships. So I'm just looking forward to what God has. God has a purpose for me. And that's what keeps me going. Because I know Becky's purpose was complete. She went home a year, a little over a year and a half ago, and she's with Jesus. Her, she fought a good fight, she finished her course, she kept the faith. She was a great testimony to her family, uh, to, her, to her church family, and to her friends. But you know what? We, we have, God has a plan for us and God has a purpose for us. We're all ending up at the same place. We're just getting there at different times. I think about little Micah, the hundreds and thousands of lives that little boy um, didn't make it to four years old, but he's in heaven. And I, I listen, I sobbed when I heard that. And I, I, cause I know the heartbreak. I can't, no, I don't know the heartbreak. I don't know what they're going through. Losing a child, I haven't, that's to me is the ultimate grief but God's with Daniel and Megan and he's going to help them I know he's going to help them I know that their hearts are broken I know their their grieving is so deep just as others that have lost a child but the Lord will be with them and we're praying for them but but that little Micah man he was a fighter that kid was a fighter he took all those treatments all those treatment, those stem cell transplants and the surgeries. And God used them 
You know what? He used them to encourage me. I got to fight on. I got a job to do. We all have a job to do. The Bible says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, unmovable. Coronavirus, be unmovable. You know, this pandemic infecting the world, be unmovable in your faith. God has a plan for you. We don't understand everything, but he's in control and he's watching over you. And as he watches over you, this is a great church. You know why it's made up of great people? Why is it made up of great people? Because we have a great God and people had just submitted their lives to a great God and God has made them. God has molded them. Now he's working on all of us now. And, uh, but we want to come through this thing stronger and better and more determined to get the gospel out. I'm telling you, people are searching. People are looking. And they need what you have. They need what you have. Matter of fact, they want what you have. They want it. And uh, just be thankful, number one, for this. You've got it. You've got it. And you've been faithful at sowing seed. Just keep being faithful. And keep watering. Keep doing it. And God will give the increase. And I believe during this time, God's going to give the increase. Hey, he's already increased your faith. He's helped you through some difficult nights, difficult days, right? And uh, you're still living for him. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Nothing. Nothing we do in the Lord's in vain. Every, every Bible lesson you teach is not in vain. Every gospel tract that you pass out, every special word you give to your children, every prayer at night before your children go to bed. Now my lay me down to sleep. I pray my, the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. We learned that when we were kids. And uh, that prayer you're, you're, you're influencing your family and helping not only your children, but others. God, God will watch over you. And so if you're watching tonight and you're not 100% sure you're on your way to heaven, God loves you. And he has a plan for your life. And the plan, first of all, needs, it needs, needs to be that he um, uh, would come into your heart, and that you'd open your heart to him. And March 12, 1972, I opened my heart to Jesus Christ. It was actually a, a, a Sunday morning. It was a big day at my brother's church. I think they had about a thousand um, in the church that Sunday at the Rochester Hills Baptist Church in Rochester, Michigan. Uh, Tom and Debbie Pride were there. there. Tom went home to be with the Lord, oh, maybe about almost two years ago, maybe now, but a great man of God. And uh, there were some there were some wonderful, wonderful Christians in that church. Now I came to that service. I was a cool hip hop, cool manu, you know, Mike. I just thought I was it. I thought I hung the moon until I got hung on the moon. You know what I'm saying? And he preached that morning, and I went forward and I accepted Jesus Christ. I knelt at an altar. I knelt in front of the whole church, thousand people in that auditorium, and I asked Christ to save me. 
They said, you need to get baptized. I said, let's do it. I went up and got baptized, Mike, that same day. They led me to Christ, got baptized. And God, God began to move in my life. And uh, I went through many difficulties, uh, many trials, um, you know, that, that teenagers go through. But I made it through it, and God, God used all those difficulties to help me. And uh, I'm thankful. And I'm telling you, God has something truly special for you. And so just hang in there. Walk with God. Open your heart to Jesus Christ. Pray and trust. Have him come into your heart and life. I believe, Jesus. I trust you. That's what you need to say. And by faith, I accept you into my heart. And I'm trusting you for my salvation. If you'll do that, he'll give you eternal life. Because I'm telling you, he loves you. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in tonight uh, via Facebook. And I'm thankful that uh, we're able to share the word even though we can't, we can't conduct a service. We can come right into your home. And I hope you're not too comfortable. I hope like during halfway through this you can get up and get a glass of Coke. Um, I'm gonna be making some rules for Wednesday night. No eating during the service. No drinking Coke during the service. Get your chocolate. Get dinner. I don't want you cooking dinner. You know, you put me over here and I'll, oh, let's cook. No. Popcorn acceptable? Or? No popcorn. popcorn. Um, and just focus. Amen. Uh -huh. Now, you're not watching Mike. Okay, Mike, you can do what you want. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, no, thank you for watching. And I know it's not the ideal thing. I was, I was doing my Zoom uh, today with the staff. I, I was at home and the dog was whining. <laughs> There's a lot of distractions at home, and I'm just thankful that you tune in. I'm thankful uh, for the opportunity to to come into your home. It's a privilege. And I, I love you. I'm thankful for all of you. And uh, I just look forward to seeing what the Lord has for you. We do want you to pray for Brother Mark Skrzynski. Um, You know, we always hesitate because we don't want you to worry too much. But he was uh, taken to... Uh, San Gregorio Hospital by ambulance. He was struggling uh, with breathing. And so we're not sure what that is. Um, he's not sure. He doesn't have any other signs of the coronavirus at this time. I know that's part of that is his respiratory. But um, at this point, that's the only symptom that he would have. And so I don't know. They've taken some blood tests. He may even come home tonight. I'm not sure, depending on how those tests go. But do pray for him and pray for Kayleen. Of course, pray for Theo and Marbeth. I'm sure they're concerned and all of his students. And Mark is just, I, when Mike Maynard was here years ago, he gave my, uh, Mark Skrzynski the nickname Techno Man. That's what he <laughs> called him. There's Techno Man. And uh, he knows a lot about computers. He does our live stream for us and we're just, so very thankful for all the work that he does, teaching math, higher math and science. Mark's not even human, to be honest with you. He's, <laughs> but uh, he does my outlines for me. Brother Mike, I sent, him a, sent it over to him and I said, thank you. And he says, you're welcome. And uh, you know, he sends me a text back. I just appreciate him. So let's, uh, let's close in a word of prayer and let's pray for Brother uh, for Brother Mark again. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love for us.
Thank you for the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church and Calvary Christian School. Thank you for our missionaries that serve around the world that we're able to partner with. And Lord, we ask you now to bless each one, especially as we close our time on Facebook, our, our midweek prayer service. We pray for Mark Skrzynski. We pray, Lord, that you'd help them find out just exactly what his problem is with breathing. And Lord, get the medicine that he needs and just watch over him, Lord. We love you and we thank you for, for your love for us. And we know you're going to be with Mark and Kayleen. And we just pray and ask you to bless the rest of this evening and the rest of this week. And in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you.